Hello, my name is Dr. Daniel Crosby and I am the Chief Behavioral Officer at Brinker Capital. Your financial advisor has reached out to me specifically to create this audio recording for you to speak to some of the salient considerations around personal wellness and portfolio wellness. To give a little context, I'm a psychologist by education, but have spent my career studying the ways that people make uh, good and bad decisions, especially at times of stress, uh, with their financial portfolios. So we're going to talk a little bit today about five steps for keeping yourself well, and then three practical steps for making sure that you don't do financial harm uh, during this time of market volatility. So let me begin with the most important piece, uh, which is of course just seeing to your own personal wellness at this time. Uh, to do this, I want to introduce <clears throat> a framework that was set forth by Dr. Martin Seligman, who is the pioneer of the field known as positive psychology. So when Dr. Seligman studied what made people great, what made people well, what made people happy, he found that there were five primary drivers of this wellness, uh, and he made this into a model that he referred to as the PERMA model. Uh, which is, a, of course, an acronym for these five pillars that we're going to talk about. Now, I personally am using the PERMA model to structure my days, to make sure that I try and get a, a little bit of each one of these five ingredients in every day. It's been great for me, and I hope it's useful for you, too. So the P in PERMA is for positive experiences. Now, this is what we might just call fun, you know, sort of short-term fun. Historically, this might have been you know, going to Disney World, going out to eat, going to a movie with friends, going shopping. Uh, some of those things are obviously uh, no longer at our disposal, at least for the immediate future. And so for me and my family, I know that positive experiences are fun. Uh, now looks like playing games as a family, watching a movie, uh, going on a walk, uh, having a dance party in the kitchen, whatever that is for you and yours positive experiences, just having a little fun, laughing uh, every single day is important. The E in PERMA is probably the least considered of these five pillars, and it actually stands for engagement, which is hard work. Now, I think many of us, if we were to sort of describe our ideal situation, it might look like sitting on the beach somewhere, just relaxing, reading a good book, and maybe having an umbrella drink. Uh, but the research uh, paints a different picture, which is that we all need hard work in, in each of our lives every day if we are to be truly fulfilled and truly happy. So we've lost some structure uh, in the age of COVID-19. You know, some of the normal things that defined our every day uh, have been wiped away for the short term. And so we need to make sure that we continue to put some structure around our day to make sure that every day has an element of hard work in it. The R in the PERMA model is for relationships. Now, of course, again, in an era of social distancing, relationships take on a new, uh, a new flavor. Uh, but relationships are no less important today than they were three or four weeks ago, even though it may be more difficult to spend time face-to-face -face with the people that we love. But uh, it can be easy to overlook relationships at a time like this, but they're no less important. So what I would counsel you to do is to use FaceTime or Zoom or whatever you, your preferred video conferencing uh, chat of choices and to make sure that every single day you are connecting with someone, uh, whether by video chat or by phone call or even by handwritten letter, 
Uh, it's a powerful time for checking in on and checking in with uh, the people that mean the most to us and making sure these relationships remain vibrant in our lives, even at a time uh, when it may not be as easy as it once was. The M in PERMA is for meaning. And this is uh, working for something that's bigger than ourselves. So meaning is going to look different to different people. If you're religious or spiritual, that might be a religious or spiritual practice. But even if you're not, um, the present age has all sorts of opportunities for meaning for us because we are surrounded by these heroes, these people like doctors and nurses and grocery store workers and delivery people, all these people who are out there sacrificing, taking risks so that we can move forward as a society and so that, that those of us who are remaining in place uh, can stay healthy. So there's no shortage of people doing brave, heroic, important work now. And so meaning for you at this time might look like honoring those people, making a charitable donation to a cause that helps in the fight against COVID-19, um, clapping for the, for the medical professionals at a shift change, sharing an inspirational piece of content that you find on the internet, whatever it is for you. We all need to be uh, looking for ways to contribute to society broadly, to work for something bigger than ourselves and bigger than the immediacy of some of the fear that we might be feeling now. And then the A, the final piece of this PERMA model, is for achievement. So achievement is this very human desire to be better today than we were yesterday, to be moving forward. And admittedly, this can be a little tough right now. Uh, because as I said earlier, you know, one day can bleed into the next, you know, Saturday and Sunday for some of us don't look all that different than Tuesday or Wednesday. Some of those formal uh, guardrails that were in place are gone. So it can be easy uh, for every day to look the same and for us to not have a real sense of, of having achieved anything. So one thing that I've done personally, I'm a big goal setter. And at the beginning of the year, I always set goals and I write them uh, on a poster board and I put them in my office. And as I make incremental progress towards those goals, I, I shade in little boxes uh, and sort of monitor my progress towards my, my ultimate goal. Well, uh, I'm, I'm proud to say that I recently ripped up that poster board because it seemed like an alien world to me. I mean, at this point, some of the goals that I had set uh, had no basis in our new reality. And so what I've decided to do now is instead of focusing on the long term when things seem so uncertain in some respects, I've decided to focus instead on just winning the day. I've decided to focus on setting a task list, a, a to-do list for every single day and making sure that I execute against that list, making sure that I am moving forward, I'm progressing, I'm achieving every single day and I'm controlling what's within my control. Uh, even if that's required me to change some of my goals. So again, first and foremost, it's important that we take care of ourselves and our, and our loved ones at a time like this. So I hope this PERMA model will be an instructive way for you to think about structuring your day, structuring your life, so that you have uh, a few of the necessary ingredients for a happy, uh, fulfilled life. Now, of course, we also know that markets have been very volatile during this time. And one of the things that's been tricky about this time is that not only are we scared about our health and the health of our loved ones, uh, we may also be uh, nervous about our wealth. 
we're, we're seeing volatile market swings for the good and the bad, and it may concern us. So this is my uh, area of expertise, my area of study, and I just want to give you three sort of high-level considerations, you know, three sort of high-level considerations for uh, thinking about how to keep from being your own worst enemy at a time like this. Because what I found in my studies is that people's ability to meet their long-term financial goals really boils down to somewhere between three to five big moments in time where they either do or do not make the right decision. And the decisions that they make during these critical times have a world of impact on their eventual ability to meet their goals. So I would say to you that we currently find ourselves in the midst of one such time. This is absolutely one of those big three or four events in your life where the decisions that you make with your portfolio now will have everything to do with whether or not uh, you go forward in, in the desired manner. So there's a couple of things I want you to keep in mind here, and it's a way for you to think about doing the right thing. So the first thing that I would have you discuss with your advisor is your purpose. Because if we look at the physiology of stress, if we look at what happens to our body during a stressful time period, our body cannot discern physical stress, like being attacked or being chased by a wild animal, uh, from psychological stress, like watching our account value decrease. So being chased by a bear and living through a bear market in a very real sense uh, look just the same physiologically. You know, your heart races, your eyes dilate, you sweat, you know, you become anxious. And what's happening here is your body is marshalling all of its resources to the here and now so that you can fight, you know, so that you can fight uh, and you can throw that punch or run quickly or whatever you need to do to escape that bear. Now, historically, evolutionarily, that's been very powerful if we were in physical danger. Uh, but here, uh, it doesn't do us much good because we're not fighting a physical fight. And instead, what happens when the body marshals all these physical resources to, to narrow us in on this sort of myopic here and now is that we can forget about why we engaged in this planning process in the first place. We can forget about our long-term goals. We can forget about our long-term strategic uh, plans that, that we sat down with and constructed with our advisor and we can become very short-sighted, which is, of course, the enemy of good investing. So research has shown that people who recenter on their goals or their purpose at times like this do very much better uh, than those who do not. So I would encourage you to sit with your advisor uh, and talk to her or him about your goals. Recenter on that plan. Recenter on that purpose. Well, the next thing you need, though, is you need proof. You know, probably, uh, likely your advisor and other people uh, in, in that world are telling you to stay the course now, are st telling you not to panic, uh, even as, uh, you know, part of you might, might really want to panic. But we need to understand factually that this has been a, a good course of action. So I'm going to give you a couple of pieces of proof that this has historically been a good course of action. So first of all, I want to talk about a study cited in my second book, The Laws of Wealth, that looked at 19 different countries, and it looked at how often people 
tinkered with their investment accounts? How often did they make buy and sell decisions? Uh, how much did they try and beat the market? How active were they uh, in, in tinkering with those funds? And what we found uh, when, when researching that book is that in every single one of the 19 countries that, that has ever been studied with respect to this, the more active people were, the worse they tended to do. So it can be painful. It can be painful to consider, uh, you know, not making adjustments to your portfolio at this time. But we know in every single place we have ever studied, the more you mess with it on average, uh, the worse it is tended to do. So that's an important thing to, to keep in mind. The second thing I would have you keep in mind is what happens to the forward return profile for the stock market after a big dip like this. So if you look at the, the average forward returns, and of course, I don't know, no one knows what the next year, the next three years, or the next five years will look like, but we know on average that when we are at all-time highs, like we were about a month ago, the next month has, or excuse me, the next year has not tended to look very promising from a return perspective because we're already high. But if we look at times, uh, the average year, the average year in the stock market has been <clears throat> right around 9.6% annualized return. But if you look at years after there has been a precipitous drop uh, in stock valuations, as there has been uh, in, in our markets recently, the return profile is greatly improved and it, it reaches nearly 14%. So the thing to consider here is that we all stuck around for the risk, right? All of us, because this thing was so shocking, so surprising, it was what you know economists call an exogenous shock, like just a surprise shock from the outside. Because of that, we all uh, sort of actualized the risk of being invested. So now, though, the key is not to sell, but to stick around for that reward. Because the fact is, the number one principle of investing we all know is to buy low and sell high. And yet stocks seem to be the only place on earth where things go on sale and people run screaming from the store. You know, if you think about something you, you loved, you know, something you would love to buy, if it went on a 30% sale, you'd be there. But when stocks go on 30% sale, we suddenly all get scared. So there's a million reasons why this occurs. I've written about them in depth. But suffice it to say that we, uh, we know what we must do at a time like this. Everything proves out that this is the time to be uh, looking forward to accelerated returns on average over the next three to five years versus history. Um, and we know that doing too much can be the enemy of good performance. So the third and final thing I want you to think about uh, is what we call process, right? So we've had the purpose, we recentered on our goals, we got the proof, you know, the proof that meddling with our portfolio doesn't tend to work, the proof that the future uh, on average is going to look brighter uh, brighter than it did uh, a month or so ago by virtue of, of now the, the fall in the market. But now we need the, the process because even though we know, right, we know that we're not supposed to mess with it. We know we're not supposed to touch our portfolio or at least only make minor rebalances. It can be tempting to want to act because there's this human tendency towards what, what psychologists call action bias. 
which is when the game is on the line, when things are, uh, when things look intense, we want to act. That's that's understandable, but we have to make sure that we act in a way that doesn't do permanent damage uh, to our financial well-being. So the process is some an action that we can take um, that is going to give us a sense of empowerment, a sense of control, but won't be detrimental to our portfolio. So that could look like different things for different people. Um, maybe you want to take this opportunity to learn more about markets. You know, maybe this has a, a, you know, uh, given you an interest for how do markets work. And so your advisor can help you to get educational resources to help you better understand how markets work. Uh, because the fact is markets are volatile and that the level of, of drop that we've seen here is not at all unprecedented. And drops of this magnitude over the last hundred years have occurred quite regularly uh, and have not uh, reduced the ability of markets on average to, to give us really attractive returns. So maybe the thing you want to do, the process, is you want to have your advisor recommend a good book or a good article to you to help you better understand the markets. Maybe you want that advisor to work with you to come up with a, a process of, of meditation and mindfulness and, and self-calming. Uh, one of the best uses of an advisor is as a sort of financial life coach. And I think it's very much within the realm of the, of the appropriate right now to reach out to your advisor for sort of life advice as it intersects with money. So maybe you want a program of, of uh, you know, exercise or meditation or just uh, relaxation techniques that help you see through this time better. Maybe you see uh, that, that there could be opportunity ahead, and maybe what you want to do is max out your contributions or set a list of, of stocks that maybe you thought were too expensive a month or two ago that suddenly look attractive. You know, this <clears throat> relative to history, this may be a, a very nice time to buy the shares of companies that are high-quality companies that will likely make it through uh, the bumps and bruises we will <clears throat> likely sustain over the next couple of months. And this might be a, a great time to put in what I call crash bids uh, for these sort of companies uh, that you didn't want to own a few months ago because they were too steeply valued but now may look very attractive. So this could look like a hundred different things, but we refer to this as controlling the controllable. Right? This is something for you to do that allows you to feel empowered but doesn't do the wrong thing, doesn't do the thing that's going to sink your ability to reach your financial goals. So in closing, I hope that this five-point model uh, for personal wellness and this three-point model for thinking about and acting on your portfolio has been helpful to you. Uh, we at Brinker Capital, and I know your advisor, want the best for you. We know that this is a, a crucial time, and this is why we want to be your partner uh, in making sure that you are healthy uh, and also that you are wealthy going forward. Uh, true wealth is the intersection of, of personal wellness uh, and great financial decision making, and I hope that you will keep these five and these three principles in mind as you navigate this period of uncertainty. Be safe, be well, uh, and be good to those around you. Thank you so much.